And as you're taking your seats, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say you're weird? Great. Now, now, now turn to your next neighbor, the neighbor you didn't choose in the first place, and say you're even more weird. I just want to say that you chose those people, not me, nothing to do with me. You know, it's always good, it's always good to affirm people, isn't it? To encourage people, to build people up. And hopefully, by the end of this sermon, you will have realized you've done just that. You see, we're in a new series, Dare to Be, where we're going to look at some great things over the next few weeks in the run-up till Christmas. You know, in a world where we're dared to do stuff, where we're dared, uh, where we're, where we're, we're going to look at how we can dare to be, to, to be all that God calls us to be. And for me, there's, there's no better place to start than to dare to be weird. You see, what Jesus has done for each and every one of us on the planet, whether they accept it, realize, or, realize it or not, it's weird. And then how Jesus calls us to follow him and then live our lives out following him. It's weird. And we're going to have a look at that in more detail in a little while. But before we continue, I want to ask that you'd keep Leon, our senior pastor, in your prayers. He travels back today from speaking in Albania, a national youth conference. He spoke in Bulgaria as well last weekend, and we were at a conference in the week. So he's done a lot of traveling. So please pray for him that he returns home safely today. And then please also keep myself and Dee in your prayers, especially Dee. Pray that she doesn't go into labor in the next hour. Otherwise, it could be interesting. I asked people in the first service to pray till, till one o'clock. Otherwise, I'd be doing the, the, the sermon from live video link. Now, that would be weird, wouldn't it? In fact, that would just be wrong on so many levels. So pray we get till at least 1 p.m. There's just three weeks uh, left now. Uh, bags are packed. Car is here just in case three weeks to go. And you know what? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm coping okay. I'm, I'm managing it well. I'm sleeping so much better. So thank you for your prayers. I'm joking. Dee's doing amazing. And we're so excited for baby to arrive. We can't wait. And we re really do value and appreciate your prayers, your support, and your kind words. Back to this morning. And before we look at being weird, we have to establish what normal is. You see, we can only be really weird if we're completely done with being normal. So what is normal? I want to suggest that normal is average, is ordinary, is brokenness, and isn't working. So you only have to look at culture in the world we live in to see what normal is put on any news channel, read any newspaper, look out with your eyes and see what's going on in society and you'll pick up what's normal. It also seems that people settle for ordinary. They go with the flow. They can't or won't break out of the ordinary. And then brokenness. Brokenness is everywhere too. Broken families, broken lives, broken promises, broken dreams. It's all just broken. And we all may 
know someone here this morning who's going through or who is divorced. That's a, a sad fact in our culture right now. See, divorce is normal. And when we, we may all know someone who's battled or is battling addiction, you know, whether that's alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs, gambling, or porn, whatever it is, it's normal. We may all know someone who has been or who is in financial difficulty, who's struggling. You know, that average credit card debt in the UK is just under £7,000 per household today. That's just credit card debt. And that figure is constantly rising. It's normal. It's normal that greed, selfishness, arrogance, and ambition have taken over our moral values that once upon a time, everyone valued. Just look at world politics at the moment and tell me that isn't true. You know, it's normal to say that there's a lot of dysfunction, dissatisfaction and depression in our culture today. It's normal to see that things are broken. And it's quite easy to say that normal isn't working. And I'm sorry if I've depressed you with all that information this morning. It is going to get better. But we first have to establish what normal is in order to understand it so that we can stand against it. If you want what normal people have, then do what normal people do. Go with the flow. Don't ever change. Do what everyone else is doing. After all, it's normal, so it has to be right, doesn't it? Well, here's what the Bible says. And if you have a Bible, we'll be jumping around it this morning, looking at different scriptures to see what it really does have to say on this matter. So firstly, Proverbs 14 and verse 12, a book in the Old Testament, it should be, it is on the screens. It says this, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it, it leads to death. Let me put it another way. There is a way that appears to be normal, where we do what we want, when we want, and without any consideration for anyone else. Everyone is doing it that way anyway. Everyone else is going with the flow, traveling in the same direction. It appears to be right, so surely it has to be normal. This, sadly, is why so many people are stuck in normality today, because it appears to be right. And it's why everyone, well, mostly everyone, is doing the normal thing. See, there's a statement that only the fish that go with the flow are dead fish. And if you think about it, that's true. And it's here in this passage that the Bible tells us that if we go with the flow, if we do what is normal, although it appears to be right, it leads to death. This is the normal way in our world today, but it can be never be right or feel right because there's something missing. That something is someone in the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the saviour of the world. He is the only answer to a broken and normal world that isn't working. See, Jesus is the end to normal. See, we're all born normal, but we're supposed to be. We're called to be weird. See, what 
being normal means is that we were all once, we were born separated from God. We were all at some point in our lives going in a different direction. We were going with the flow. We were living our lives independently from God. And for that, we're all deserving of God's judgment and even God's wrath. But because of God's great love for us, he, he does something weird. Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 7 explain it so much better than I ever could. So let's take a look at, at what it says there. Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 7 says this, verse 1, as for you, and you need to get that right there. See, Paul is writing to the Christians in Ephesus. That would be you and I if you consider yourself a Christian here this morning. He's writing to them about their past, about their nature before they knew God. So it says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, which appeared to be right. And the ruler of the kingdom of the air, that's Satan. The spirit who's now at work in those who are disobedient. Verse three, all of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Then it says, like the rest, all those that go with the flow were by nature deserving of wrath. Guys, that right there is the price of normal, God's wrath. Who now never wants to be normal again and actually will gladly accept being weird. Turn to your neighbor again and say, you're weird. You see, actually, actually, it's a compliment. And check this, because this is where it gets really weird. This is where the good news kicks in. Because like I've already said, Jesus is the end to normal. You see, in Jesus, we have a way that doesn't appear to be right, but is right. And because of that, life, uh, because of that it doesn't result in death, but life. It doesn't result in death, but life. Can you risk an amen? Jesus himself said he's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus came to destroy normal, and as a result, destroyed death and defeated Satan, which means for you and I, we don't have to settle for normal ever again. What Jesus did was weird, and he calls us to be weird with him. Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 3, paint the picture of normal, but now let's Pick it up again from verse four, where we'll see what God has to offer through Jesus, which again is completely weird. It says this from verse four, but because of his great love for us, that's weird. God, who is so rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. That's weird. It's by grace you have been saved. Verse six, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's weird. And then seven, in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Wow, that's weird. And let's think about those verses just for a minute. You know, that but that starts in verse four, maybe the most welcome word in scripture, but because of his great love. 
because of his unconditional love for us, that even though we were deserving of death, he couldn't leave it that way. See, God loves what he created. That's you and me. And he died to prove it. That's weird. Mercy as well. It's not a natural attribute for anyone. And there is no other God in any other religion that has mercy. It's what sets Jesus Christ apart. That's weird. And grace is also something that's totally weird. It's given us something when we don't deserve it. It's weird. Not only did God give us life when we deserve death, he makes us the object of his affection. Wow, it's weird. God turned us who were once enemies into a family member. That's weird. What's even more weird is that we're not just any old family member. We're not a second cousin, distant, removed. We're seated, we're sons and daughters, seated next to his perfect son in heaven. How good is that? It's too good to be true. It's weird. I don't understand it and I certainly don't deserve it. But guys, it gets even better than that and even more weird. The last verse, verse 7, goes on to say that for all eternity, God has uncountable, immeasurable riches that he's going to pour out on his kids forever. That is weird. Check it again. That's what it says. That is awesome, but also weird. And that, people, is the God we serve. A God who has not only saved us from what we deserve, but also blesses us incredibly and abundantly with things that we'll never get close to deserving. That is weird. Our God is weird. And he invites us to be weird with him. See Ephesians 2 and verse 10, just later in that passage, it says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to be weird, which God prepared us in advance for us to do. So what is weird? Well, we'll have a look at that. And then we'll look at how we can be weird without being strange. See, weird is different. Weird is abnormal. Weird is alien, not of this world. Weird is supernatural. Weird, weird people don't live like normal people live. So if you want to be weird, don't do what normal people do. Be different. See, when you take scripture seriously, when you hunger for God's word and you apply God's word to your life, you will be different to this world. You'll be weird. That's a guarantee. You won't operate how normal people operate. You'll be abnormal, deviating massively from what used to be normal or usual. See, the more we understand how lost we were, the more profoundly aware we become of how far Jesus came to find us. That's weird. And when you realize that something so weird has happened to you, something weird has to happen through you. See, you were created for good works, to be weird to everyone around you. You are aliens. You're strangers to the normal world you live in. And 1 Peter 2.11 says just that. This is Peter urging fellow Christians to, to be just that. 
says this, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers, people not of this world, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. He's saying don't be normal, be different, be weird. And guys, this is where it has to become applicable. You see, we can't settle for normal when God calls us to operate weird. You see, it's why save people, save people. And why find people, find people. And there's another sermon right there. But you need to know when God calls us, he also equips us. And he does this supernaturally by giving us his Holy Spirit. It's weird. But it's also here that we need to know how to be weird without becoming strange or confusing. You see, I don't think that the whole, I see, I actually think the Holy Spirit is given to guide us, not confuse us. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is given for power and for purpose, to make known the, the person of Jesus Christ. Let me explain. On the day of Pentecost, when the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, they may have appeared drunk, but they spoke with power and clarity. You know, even they spoke to many in their native tongue. And that's the only thing that was confusing. That's to the people who are hearing it. Because for them, it's, it's weird. There's no way these guys should be able to do that. But those hearing it understood perfectly what they were saying. And as a result, we see that thousands came to know the Lord. And things can appear confusing today when it comes to the Holy Spirit moving in our churches. And there's lots I could say on this, but all I will say on this, on this is that I think people act strange and then blame the Holy Spirit. You see, what I know of the Holy Spirit is this. Yes, he's mysterious. Yes, he's powerful. Yes, he's supernatural. But he's also kind gentle, full of wisdom. He's our comforter. He's our guide. And his main role is to reveal Jesus to people that don't know him. That may be weird, but it should, be, it should never be strange. In fact, it, it should be natural. You see, in a world that's normal, that is broken and that isn't working, people are crying out for something different. They'll gladly accept weird. I've sat with enough people to know that. See, the world doesn't need normal or strange Christians. It needs weirds one, weirds one, weird ones. It, thanks. It's time to get weird, people. It's time to get weird. God wants to make you weird. He wants you to be so filled with his Holy Spirit that you challenge and you change the normal around you. He wants to use you to bring revelation of himself. So he's not looking for people who have it all together. He's just looking for people who will work together with him where he's already at work. He's looking for people who will dare to be weird. He's looking for people who will rise up and, and fight against normal. And normal, normal is walking by. Normal is ignoring. Normal is looking the other way. Normal can be even looking down. But Jesus is the end 
to normal. And we must be too. Jesus is looking for everyone, every day, everywhere to represent him in our communities. He's looking for weird people who know the importance and have the urgency to take the good news to normal people that need to hear it. See, knowing and believing that makes a a total difference. It changes and it transforms lives. And there are so many stories I could share this morning to show how weird breaks the normal. But I'll, I'll share just one because of time that happened just a, a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was after Paul Reed spoke here, the, the one Sunday morning on grace. And the following morning, Monday morning, I'm off and, and I go to the gym. And, and as I'm going into the gym, I'm doing my workout and I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the steam room there and I'm just giving my time to God. And I'd got in my mind to go to Starbucks after to do some work because we got Alpha in the evening there, the How to Have Faith evening, where everyone that evening came to faith. It's weird. It's great. Uh, and anyway, I'm, I'm there, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm praying for that. And as I'm going to Starbucks, I'm, I'm thinking, when you get to Starbucks, there's something the Holy Spirit spoke. It's like, when you get to Starbucks, you've got to bless the person. Bless a person that works there. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's weird. Um, I'm in Banner Times, and, and I saw as I went in, there's, a, there's an offer there. It was £30 for a, a, a free day and a, and a, and a treatment there. Uh, and, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I, f- I really feel it's the Holy Spirit um, speaking, and I'd, I'd, I'd rather act on it than, than, than not. Do you know what I mean? So I go up and, and I buy this day pass, uh, and as I get back in the car and, and traveling, I'm, I'm on the road heading to Starbucks, and I'm thinking, God, you've really got to lead me to, to the right person. And I get into Starbucks, and it's quite quiet by the till area. There's a lady, she's, she's putting sandwiches and stuff on the left-hand side. She's moving them. And then all of a sudden, she drops this plate, smashes everywhere. I'm standing at the queue, and she's like, sorry, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm having such a bad day. She comes over, and she serves me. And then something weird comes out of my mouth. I said, no, don't worry. It's fine. You're not having a bad day. You're just having a bad moment. And then she said to that, a whole barrage, you don't know the half of it. Had a row with my boyfriend last night. He's left me. He's walked out the house. This is my 14th day in a row. I haven't got a day off till Wednesday. And then weirdly, when I heard that, you know, I thought, I've got this gift in my pocket. She's got a day off on Wednesday. I'm, I'm, that's her. I'm going to bless it with her. So take it out of the pocket. I'm saying, please, uh, please accept this. You've got a day off on Wednesday. Go and treat yourself. Go and bless yourself. And she's like, no, that's weird. <laughs> I can't accept that. Can't accept that. She's tearful. And I'm, please, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'd really like you to have that. And she, she took it um, begrudgingly, but she took it. She made me a coffee and, and I sat down in that. I think I said there was a conversation around, I'm like, things will be fine with your boyfriend. Cook him his favorite meal tonight. Um, it'll, it'll all be sorted. And she goes, no, he, he's gone. Anyway, I sat down and, and I'm doing some work on, on, on my iPad. And she comes over about 10 minutes later with a mobile phone. She, she must have gone in the back there. And she shows me this message saying, actually, uh, a boyfriend's coming round tonight. That's not him. And he, uh, <laughs> he wanted... He wanted he wants to talk and to sort things out. 
And I'm like, wow, I was praying for her during that time. And I said, look, there you go. Cook him his favorite meal uh, and everything will be all right. And I, and I carry on working. And then as I get ready to leave, she calls me over. She says, Simon, because you put the names on the cup in Starbucks. She says, Simon, I've, I've got something for you. And she gives me a, a takeaway, a free cup of coffee to go away. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Two expensive cups of coffee. And then I get in the car and I'm driving to church here and Dee, my wife, works here. And then I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what have I just done? I've given a girl, a total stranger, a gift. I need to go and tell my wife. So that's the first thing I did when I got here. And Dee said it was fine as long as I didn't get her number or her name. And, <laughs> and I really didn't. Don't know it yet. And, uh, and, and yeah, that was amazing. And I thought that was it. You know, I told that story and I'm like, yeah, that's good. But, but, but that, that, that's good, but I thought that's two really expensive cups of coffee. Do you know what I mean? But then it was the, the Holy Spirit a couple of days later saying, no, Simon, you've, you've missed it completely. Because of your weird, you changed the normal. You see, what happened is, and this was the Holy Spirit, because I changed her outlook, it changed the outcome. You see, she was having, uh, she, was ha she may have had a, a bad day, but because I spoke of a bad moment, and then because of an act of weirdness, of generosity, it leaked. Instantly, she gave me a free cup of coffee. That would never have happened in the, in the lead up to the, to the day that she was having before. She was, she was stressed to the max. And then, as I left, she gave me another free cup of coffee, which was brilliant. And, and I've been back since, and she's given me free, more free stuff as well, two <laughs> Christmas rugs, which is great. I'm, 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 I'm loving it. But guess the, get this, the, the seriousness is weird. Our weird change changes their normal. And actually, there's a relationship going now, on now, and she's back with her boyfriend, and they want to explore coming to Alpha in the new year. How, how amazing is that? Weird changes people's normal. And there's many more I could tell. The, the Holy Spirit is incredible. You know, when we show up, God shows off. When we make ourselves available, God does the incredible. And as I close this morning, as I invite the band to come back up, I, I want to dare you to be weird. I want to dare you to be all that God has called you to be. I want you to know, though, that we can only dare to be all that he wants us to be when we dare to have all of him. Is Christ enough for you? See, when we realize that Christ is enough for us, it will destroy the normal within us. We will be weird. And to remind us of that this morning, we're going to sing in a minute. We're going to remind us ourselves of that song, Christ is Enough. And to do that, we're, we're going to take communion together. So servers, if you want to get that ready and start distributing it out, that would be fantastic. And it's here. We have the greatest reminder of the most weird act of all. Our God stepped onto planet Earth, made himself normal, but did something extremely weird for us. And it's here we get to say thank you. Let 
everything within you say thank you this morning. It's here that we get to declare that Christ is enough for us. His sacrifice, the price he paid, it will never be taken for granted or forgotten. It will never become normal because it's totally weird. And I want to leave you with an invitation this morning. I want to leave you with an invitation. I want to dare you to be weird. But before that, you maybe have to think where you are. As, as we take communion, if you're fed up with being normal, there's good news. Jesus came to end normal. This morning, you can be made weird. You just have to ask him to do that. And if you want to be more weird, if you want to see um, everything that God is doing, then I want to challenge you to ask him to become even weirder. Because guys, normal needs weird. This normal world out there that is broke, that isn't working, needs us to be weird to change it. So as you're taking communion, think about it. Are you normal? Are you weird? Do you want to change this morning? If you do, it's simple. Give it to God. Do business with God. This is your opportunity. Take communion when you're ready. Be reminded of this incredible, weird act that Jesus did for us. It's done for us. Never take it for granted. Let it help us to remain weird, to, to dare to be weird to a normal, broken world that needs it. When we've done that, when we're ready, the, the band will come back and, and we'll declare that, that Christ is a, enough for us. It's all because of him and it's all for him. Amen.